welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to StockTwits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at Trading Experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Thursday, April 15th. The market of stocks reversed yesterday, selling as the S&P 500 advanced 1.1%. The Dow dashed to another all-time high. So what did you see out there today? I have to say, from an individual stock-by-stock basis, this is one of the trickier markets I've seen regarding the day-to-day price action. We're not seeing much consistent leadership sector-wise. Yesterday, tech names got crushed. Today, big cap tech led us to new all-time highs. As yesterday looked like a great day to trap some shorts in. I mean, this could definitely relate to the sell-off we saw in the 10-year, dropping 11 basis points in the session. But yesterday, we saw energy and financials, the strongest sectors, which recredited them at the time to holding the market together with so much weakness in all other sectors. But today, energy and financials were the only sectors to close red. So we're seeing inconsistent leadership, but the broad markets continue to climb. And the economic data we keep receiving just points to more and more consumer excitement about the reopening. So let's look at that economic data. We got two numbers this morning that speak to the speed of the recovery. What do we learn from the retail sales and jobless claims reports? So we got the fresh round of stimmies in March, and this caused retail sales to absolutely fly up nearly 10% month over month. Analysts expected a 6% boost, so this shows the recovery is actually accelerating. Consumer spending is the biggest driver of economic activity, and it was the largest monthly gain since last May during the initial recovery from lockdowns in the early COVID days. We also got jobless claims this morning, as you mentioned, which is a proxy for layoffs. Last week, we had a bigger number than expected when it came in at 769,000 claims. It was a bit concerning as it showed signs the recovery was slowing, but this morning's claims fell 25% from last week's number to 576,000 claims, which is another sign the recovery is actually accelerating. Consumer confidence is currently at the highest level since the pandemic went underway. We're still far away from any levels of these numbers that we were seeing pre-pandemic, but the acceleration we've seen this month is definitely exciting. DraftKings is up 4% after hours as the company renewed a deal with the NFL. What does this contract entail, though? So DraftKings and the NFL had a deal in place to be a daily fantasy sports partner. We've spoken about these deals at length in the past on this podcast. Recently, a catalyst for DraftKings was becoming the exclusive betting partner of the UFC. So now DraftKings and the NFL are getting even cozier as they announced they'll be the exclusive betting partner of the NFL. So they're renewing their relationship as well as extending it to be the exclusive provider. They'll work with the league on a variety of content and product offerings that fans can engage with on different DraftKings betting apps. They'll be further integrated across NFL media properties and have an even larger presence on things like NFL Red Zone. The more deals like this DraftKings can make with different leagues, the better the stock should perform. So it continues to be positive news. Earnings season is really starting to ramp up. We got more bank earnings from Bank of America and Citigroup. Delta was the first airline to report, and Pepsi is the first consumer defensive stock that reports. Let's run through them real quick. Did Bank of America post a big beat here? So yesterday, we got the first bank earnings of Goldman, JP, and Wells Fargo, and they all collectively had stellar reports. We were expecting a big bounce back in earnings when comparing numbers to the COVID shutdown. But these numbers across the board are much stronger than anticipated. Bank of America followed suit today by crushing analyst expectations by 25%. Bank of America's big win was similar to Wells Fargo's yesterday, which was in provisions for credit loss. Provision for credit losses decreased $6.6 billion to a benefit of $1.9 billion 
bumping their reserves to $2.7 billion, which again shows an improved macroeconomic outlook and balanced declines. The low-rate environment continues to be a headwind for banks, but the accelerating recovery is clearly impacting their earnings in a much more positive way. Let's keep rolling with the banks. How is Citi's report? Another big bank beat here as they beat EPS estimates by almost 40%. Record net income driving performance in the institutional clients group. And just like every other bank thus far, a significant release from their allowance for credit losses as a result of the improving economic outlook. Jane Fraser, the CEO, said this is the healthiest we've seen the consumer emerge from a crisis in recent history. And what about Delta? We know air travel is still kind of in the midst of this recovery. Yeah, the airlines, they, they don't seem to have the same recovery speed as the banks. Everyone's excited to travel this year. Expect plane ticket prices to be exorbitant as these companies need to make that money back somehow. Delta posted a loss of $1.2 billion for the first quarter, and they're guiding a loss of $1.5 billion for the second quarter. CEO Ed Bastian is confident the sector is finally turning the corner. They're seeing domestic leisure booking recover about 85% of the level seen pre-pandemic for this upcoming summer. International and business travel demand remains very low, though, so it seems the airlines still have ways to go in the recovery. And let's wrap up with our first look at the consumer staples. Pepsi finished just 4% off its all-time high today. Were its numbers strong enough to carry the stock to blue skies? So a slight beat out of Pepsi, definitely a solid number, but didn't explode to the upside like we saw at the banks. They beat estimates by about 10% on the back of organic sales topping estimates. They're expecting to see mid-single-digit increase in organic revenue and high single-digit increases in core constant currency earnings. They've been known to be conservative on the guidance side for future reports, but things are definitely looking positive for the beverage maker. All righty, Shake. Well, that's a wrap for the week. We'll be on the lookout for a few more financial earnings early on Friday, but we'll be back on Monday after hours. Sounds good. You've been listening to Stock Twits After Hours. To learn more and subscribe today, visit StockTwits.com. All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of StockTwits or their affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended for the basis of any investment decision. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.